0: Good. Drums, please. Ah.
1: Back back here it is a groove slightly trans. Form. just a bit of a break from the norm just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control it's cool to dance but what about a groove that suits and moves romance I'm back out, Give me a mix. I'm
2: back what's going on welcome back you're tuning in to super good the podcast is season super five good. took a nice little vacay get our shit right, and we back at it. Um, so I'm gonna let my team go around and introduce ourselves to you, to the people as we normally do, start the new season off right.
3: Hey y'all, welcome back, it's Day.
2: It was good, y'all, so your boy Kevin Lamar. And I am formerly King Smoke, but you know, in this break, you know what I mean? Thanks to, <laughs> thanks to, thanks to my man, J. Cole, I had some inspiration. So, change my name on a new focus. So my my name and I'm gonna go by. You know, as I introduce myself this season, is study the greats. Well, I study the greats. I'm the greatest right now. All right. So I'm the host. Study the greats. And uh, we got two people with us that I'm proud and happy to have on the show um, for the first time. So a little backstory. Uh, these are two former students who are more like family. You know, they're part of what we call our lunch bunch um, at at the job. They made they made my job not a job. I enjoy going to work. Because um, I knew that they was there, um, and they they've been there ever since I've been there, just holding it down, and we we've, we've been locked in ever since. So I'm gonna let them introduce themselves to y'all.
4: Hey everybody, I'm Kaya, and I'm excited to be on the podcast today. Hey, I'm Mari. Um,
5: yeah, I'm excited to see what happens tonight.
4: Okay,
0: okay, okay. Uh, Welcome, both, uh, okay. uh, both of you guys can join us. Um, so, you know, this is about to be a good one.
2: So, then you had the icebreaker just so we could get a little more info um, from everybody and to start us off in the lane in which we want to kind of take the conversation tonight.
3: Okay, yes. So the topic for tonight is going to be around education and just like educational differences based on our generation. So I guess the most appropriate way to start off is for all of us to kind of get a little background about um, some, I guess, just a little bit of educational background. So for the icebreaker, we just want you to first state um, the year you graduated from high school, um, what you did or what you plan to do after graduating high school and
2: where you are currently. Mm. I, I, oh, I'll go first. Oh, you yeah. do the elder statesman in the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, I graduated high school in 2008. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, proud 30 year old man. But um, so yeah, I graduated 2008. Went right to college, graduated college 2012. Um, I jumped right into education, not by, not thinking I was I was sticking it. Let me say that. So um, so since I graduated, that was the first job as a substitute, and then I've been in I've been in education ever since. So uh, it's almost ten years now that I've been um, in education. Wasn't the plan, but here I am.
3: Ooh, cool.
0: All right, so I graduated two thousand ten. Um. Uh. My, well, my plan was to go to college and play football, but that ain't work out. So I ended up just working for a few years, and then I decided things weren't going where I wanted them to go. So I ended up going into the military. Uh, I enlisted into the U.S. Army. Did about five years, got out. Uh, now I'm a disabled vet working for the government, collecting these checks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay, um, okay, I go, I'll go next. Um, so I graduated in 2011. Um, after graduation, I went to community college at PG. Um, I then transferred to Salisbury University where I earned my bachelor's degree. And then I stayed an additional year um, to earn my master's from Salisbury um, both my undergrad and grad degree is in social work, and I am currently a social worker for CFSA in D.C.
2: big mm, time shit.
0: You, you stayed on track. God damn.
4: Nah. Sound like that. Um, I could go next.
0: All right, go ahead,
4: go ahead. So, clearly, I graduated the class of 2020, Um, my plan was to jump right into college in the fall time, but with COVID and everything, you know, things changed. So I decided to just take a gap year. And so right now I'll be starting in Bowie in the fall and I'm going to be majoring in education.
3: Okay.
5: That's what's up. Um... So I graduated 2022. Um, I also go to Bowie State University. Um, I want to be a child advocate lawyer, so I'm going to be at school for a long time, but we'll see how it goes after I finish my undergraduate.
2: Okay. Oh, <clears throat> Kai, you said it, and so I want to jump right into the first question. Like, obviously, I know, but that's I don't know. So covid threw off y'all entire senior year um well the end of it not the entire but the important part of it right so how was that for y'all internally having to you know wait your entire high school career um to you know be at the top of the totem pole but not really get to enjoy those last moments because what we went from March 11th to like that was it yeah that yeah
4: after March that was it I would say for me I would say I was more hurt more than anything. Yeah. Um, I know that my junior year and my senior year was probably the two hardest years for me. I mean, y'all know, but I'll share that I um I lost two people close to me within that time. So, like, I kind of lost myself, too, and I was off track. And I basically was almost failing my classes. So, like, I had to basically push myself more so that I can pass And so that I can graduate. So just the thought of me graduating, like, that was going to be, like, a huge accomplishment for me. So when senior year, like, it went from, oh, we about to just have a two-week break to, dang, now we not going back. (laughs) But, dang, y'all can't have prom. And, dang, y'all can't have graduation. I think it was more so a hurt thing. And I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I don't even want to celebrate no more because I did all this hard work. Like, I worked extra hard. And like, just the thought of graduation was my only motivation just for like things to pan out. So I would say I was just hurt.
5: Yeah, I can agree with that. I can definitely say I was hurt. It got to the point where I was like, when they like said like prom and stuff was canceled, like I just didn't care no more. So like, I didn't even do like, I know they did for the graduation, like you walk that little stage or whatever. Like I didn't even do that. Like I just didn't care. So I was just like, oh, you know, it's whatever.
2: That's right. I you didn't do that. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah, I definitely, like, appreciate y'all's perspective because I know when everything, when the pandemic first hit and everything was shut down and I was just thinking, like, damn, if I was in high school this time, like, I would love it, being home, (laughs) not having to go to school, like, just distant learning and doing all of that. But... Now that you both kind of shared some of the things that you all went through, like I can definitely see how that was challenging. So I do appreciate that new perspective.
5: Yeah, I can definitely say, though, like being um, like from the distance, like the learning, virtual learning, I can do better with virtual learning than I do in person. Like my, my grades were good in person, but like being virtual, like I get straight A's. I'm always, like, on top of all my work. But, like, in person, I get distracted easily. I talk to all my friends, like, you know. So I can't say it has some pros and cons, most
4: definitely. I think for me, I'm the opposite. Like, I'm a visual learner, so I have to be in person. Like, my attention span is not that long, and I just be distracted when I'm at home because I get too comfortable. So, like, going to school and being in school was, like, better for me.
0: Okay. I mean, I think you what, what, you just hit on something that I think a lot of uh, school systems don't take in consideration how kids actually learn. You got the visual kids. You got the kids that's, like, hands-on. You know, you got the kids that can just read the instructions. Boom, got it. And stuff like that. So, like, I mean, just, like you guys really had to uh, adapt a lot. And that honestly took a lot of, um, what's the word I want to say? Today, Junior!
2: Um, adjustments, you know. I'm thinking like, because we, I mean, even though we talk all the time, we never had like this conversation because, you know, me still being a teacher, it's like, I see both sides of it. Um, Like, I never really processed, not going to say I never really processed, but a part of me didn't fully process like what they would go through because it's like, we got to do it. You know what I'm saying? So my mindset was like, okay, especially when we return to school, it's like, okay, we got to, this is what we got to do. Like, this is the way we stay saying we got to do it. So my immediate mindset, and I think it's just because I'm older, um, was like, let's just, let's just knock it out. You know what I'm saying? So like the virtual thing to me, it was like, cool. Like, you know, you get to stay home you don't got to wake up. It's, it's early. da da And like the way the schedule was set up, there was like so many breaks in the day. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I, I just felt, felt like this should be easy, but you know, hearing them say it, I can understand a little better now how, even with those perks, you know what I'm saying? It's still like the motivation to get up and actually want to learn though. You know what I'm saying? Like it's easy to get up and log in and be present, but to actually want to want to learn something or get something out of it, I could kind of see why that's not like that didn't transfer over for a lot of the kids.
3: Yeah. And I think it's probably because we like we had already experienced something like that. Like when you go to college, you have a lot of like hybrid classes. So you're not always in the classroom. Sometimes like a lot of the stuff is Online. So I think it was probably easier for us to just adapt to okay, everything is virtual. We know how to log on, kind of like either complete assignments for work or in school, like just handle our business. But for those who aren't used to that, you know, it is or could be a little challenging.
4: I know, like, another thing for us too is we had, we were doing virtual learning when everything first happened. So we weren't even getting on Zoom, and we didn't even have a schedule or nothing. like our teachers was just posting work and was like, do it. So
2: was easy. <laughs> It was and that's so like fast forward into, like how I said, like as the seniors of 2020, they didn't have to do what the students of this past school year had to go through. So that's why I feel like as an educational system, we dropped the ball because we gave children, Two and a half, three months of like no structure. Like when I say it was no more grades, it was just a P or an F. And to get a P, like if I gave five assignments, you only had to do one of them. Cause I don't even remember Kai. So Kai was in my class and I like Kai wasn't <laughs> none of them work. I was like, bro, just do one assignment, like put your name on it, turn <laughs> it in, and you can pass. <laughs> well, and I was like, tired. I'm like, bro, do <laughs> one assignment. That's it. So, yeah, we just, it wasn't structured, but again, you know what I'm saying? In defense of, I guess, all educational systems, nobody knew, you know what I'm saying? Nobody knew how long it was gonna last, how to handle it. You know what I'm saying? Like I said too earlier, like when they first said it, it was like, we shut down for two weeks. So everybody, I know me, I was like, okay, bad. I get a two week free vacation, like, and I'll be back in here. And then we just never went back in there, um, so. She's right, that y'all didn't get the Zoom and all that. So, you know, and then even for kids who got to do it, then to go through that for a couple of months, had your summer, even though it's a COVID summer or whatever it was, to then have to be thrust back into structure, I think is where we kind of we kind of lost a year from the start at that point. But ultimately, as y'all have graduated now and moving on to the next steps. And like I know, kind of threw a wrench in your plans. How do you feel about? Has the COVID changed your opinion of education at all? Like, why is it still important to you? Is it not as important? Or do you, how do you view it differently? Or do you view it any differently just because you had to go through the experience of kind of sitting at home a little longer than you normally would and kind of thinking about what you want to do moving forward?
5: Um, I mean, for me, I would say that I didn't think before COVID, like, I didn't think, like, I know it. like, in school we would do some things, like on the computers and stuff, but I didn't think it would, I could, personally just do straight all online like I, I didn't think I would just be able to focus like that but I think it's a mentality thing you got to like motivate yourself kind of just to do your work and stuff so I would say that like education part as long as you like you know do what you're supposed to do it's basically kind of the same as you know going in person for me at least
4: okay. I think for me it was more so like an eye-opener you know, like I expressed before, like I expressed before, I'm sorry, that, that my last two years of high school was difficult. So it's like that whole, this whole past year where I've been off school, it's been making me like, encouraging me to actually want to go back to school. Like, I'm like, I'll be sitting around, i would be texting my homie tomorrow. i would be like, damn, I'm so bored. Like, I feel like I'm unproductive. Or I'm like, I'm not doing enough. They like, girl, you work. I'm like, but still, everybody else talking about finals and, all little their little group tests and stuff. It's like, dang, I missed that. And I, I always feel like I'm behind everybody else now that I had this, that I had this year off. So now it's like I'm re- I'm ready to get back into school. I'm ready to like start back over.
0: Like, so I got a question. Like with the whole virtual learning, like do y'all think y'all are more uh more prepared to like say like when you start college or whatever? If you got if you gotta strictly go straight to online classes, you'll be like more, you know, prepared and ready for that than having to really go in person.
4: Um, I don't, I think for me no because um my I only did virtual learning like the end of my senior year and like I didn't it wasn't structured like Muhammad said like it was just straight you just do the work so there was no schedule or there was not really a point system or a grading system and like if you didn't do the work it really didn't count against you because all you had to do was the bare minimum so but I know for Tamari is different because she did a whole her first college year on virtual learning yeah.
5: yeah that's what I was gonna say um my whole first year this fall semester and spring semester I did well I did try to commute to go on campus but The drive just wasn't it and the gas money was just wasn't worth it but i would say yeah i'm prepared now since i already got like a real experience of online learning and stuff with all my classes in college
3: so do y'all feel like y'all or your professors were more understanding of the situation with everything being online um, some of them were, some of them were, some of them were like, you know, were like, like the
5: first week, like, you know, when they do like introductions and stuff, it was like, you know, I, we understand you guys didn't have what everybody usually have. And so they were like, you know, we're like, has sympathy for us. Then you had other professors that just didn't care, like at all. And they showed that, and that's how they teach really too.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I know my professor ain't give a damn. <laughs> they ain't care but I mean grad school is a little different but they ain't care
4: I think some professors just be over it too like I feel like some of them probably the same way we be feeling about doing the online stuff and how we don't be feeling like it I feel like they be having the same moves that's why they act the way they do sometimes
2: no I mean as a teacher professor educator at all it was I know for I know as a teacher um professors might be different at the college level but the frustrating part for me and a lot of my coworkers was that we didn't get support you know that we felt we should have got from not admin not our individual admin but just from the county overall because a lot of things in a certain sense and in respect as I understand was catered towards the students and everything they told us was like oh the kids are having such a hard time the kids the kids the kids the kids but we was like, well, fuck, like, what about us? Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? If you got teachers, like, I literally have a coworker who retired this shit because she was like, yeah, y'all got me with that technology shit. Like, I can't, I, I'm not about to try to learn that. So, you know what I'm saying? We were still trying to figure out different things. And like, both of them have been in my class. I really don't do a whole lot of jazzy shit. Like, I pull down the projector screen, I put the PowerPoint on and I, I basically talk. Like, that's, that's how I was teaching, so. I had to try to figure out, you know what I'm saying, different little interactive things, different, different this, different that. Um, and they, it was no type of it was no type of grace for for teachers. So we was uh, like over it. Um and, and at a certain point it kind of broke me, you know what I'm saying? Like kids, kids wasn't talking to me, and that's never been my problem. Like I never had an issue of connecting with my students. So you know, I'm sitting on Zoom talking to a computer in a, in a in a room in my house and like literally echoing off the wall. So that was like the biggest thing for most of us. Where it took probably like a half of the year to really just be like, you know what, fuck it. The kids ain't really don't really care. They are not trying to engage. So I'm just gonna do how I want to do it. And at that point, I know for me, I can't. I became a little more harsh as far as like my expectations or my standards because I felt like we were lessening the standard too much. So I was like, okay, if they are gonna handle it this way, then I'm gonna handle it that way. So that could be why some professors just was like, I'm gonna stick to how I stick to it, especially for, you know, the undergrad round where, uh, you know, you still have to like, Mari still has to log in and sit in, on, sit in on the class, you know what I'm saying, during a certain time where, or grad school, like I ain't logging in for nobody's Zoom. Like you give me my work, I'll watch a little lectures or whatever content you gave and then I keep it pushing, so. That could have been a part of the reason too for some educators.
5: But I feel like most of your um, students too, Muhammad, they just didn't care. Like, they didn't care to do their work. So I think that's also another thing.
2: Yeah, when you teach electives, nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> I,
4: I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Bruh, stop putting me on <laughs> Muhammad, um, um, no, like... Because you know I used to be struggling. I used to skip my class (laughs) I used to skip my class to go in his class to try to do work and he used to just be like go to class I used to be like I can't like I'm behind
0: (laughs) oh good times so do y'all think well so Devon let me so do you think this will be like, even though everybody's getting ready to start going back to school face to face and all that, do you think they still will find a way to go back to virtual learning for like certain, certain like, uh, I want say, uh, students? Coolest. I
3: feel like, like, honestly, this is what I feel like. I feel like it ain't about to be no more snow days. When school is shut down, <laughs> niggas is about to be just <laughs> learning. Like, and I feel like, since y'all did it for so long, they're gonna expect you to be prepared to do that. That's
2: how I feel. That would be. Yeah,
5: great. I definitely think the same thing.
2: That would be great, yeah. but it's not gonna happen. And the reason <laughs> but, why. No, I'm
4: gonna say, but in the long run, it be it'll be beneficial in some ways. But then it's like when we have days off and stuff from snow days or breaks, it does it does mess with the grading like how assignments are, like them two weeks be crucial because you got to think about all the work that I could have did in them two weeks, how my grade could have been up. So the students like doing work while we at home would be beneficial. But at the same time, I mean, we still going to want to break. So it's like nobody going to feel like
2: doing work. And that's going to be the reason why it don't work, because number one, and I I told my students because I had like a, you know, I talk, like I said, I talk and I close when we close out for the year. That opportunity, we fucked it up, you know, as, as a whole, because the students didn't embrace virtual learning overall. So everybody across the board, everywhere, grades are down. Like the shit is terrible. Um, so numbers are down in that in that regard. So it looks like nobody benefited from, from virtual learning. So now with, you know, everything opening back up and stuff like that, um, and us returning to in-person, Again, now we got to break, we got to break the habits that virtual built and rebuild in-person habits. So even if, you know, it's a snow day and then they say, oh, go home and go virtual, you're going to have kids that are not going to do their work. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to be attending, they're not going to do whatever, whatever. And then the standard, again, is going to be lessened because it's going to be, okay, well, what do you expect them to do? when, you know what I'm saying, like this is their day free of school or whatever the case may be. So you'll have teachers who will give work on a snow day or expect kids to log in virtually because that's what we're supposed to do. But kids are like, fuck it, I ain't logging in. I'll see you tomorrow when there's no snow. So it's it's just not going to work. It what, what I actually got exposed to um, was the hybrid in, in high school doesn't work. So like that second little phase of the year where we had to teach some of our kids in person in the building and the other group at home online, it just didn't work. It it wasn't, it wasn't conducive at all. Like you either had to focus on the kids at home or focus on the kids in the building. And it just wasn't, it wasn't a a positive thing. So it would be great if we could like set the year and be like, okay, all snow days are going to be virtual, but it's not going to happen. And then you got to deal with the fact of the weather is so unpredictable. Like if I, if you cancel school at five in the morning and I already got up to leave to go to work, there's no way that I'm going to get back home in time and log in to have a class. So, you know what I'm saying? It will have to be one of those days where like you would have, they would have to cancel the, the day before they even know for a fact that it was going to snow. Right. The, the preparation for, you know what I'm saying? Um, teachers to, to hold class is totally different. So it would be, trust me, it would be great but I don't think they'll do it. The big, the only thing I think they would do is um, like when we are supposed to have like teacher conference day, they might turn those into um, virtual learning days or something like that. Cause it's already a day that's supposed to be off but they may turn that into a school day per se. Um, just the kids work from home while the teachers go to work and do shit. But it's no way that we stay at home. That's shit to they They're gonna keep our asses in the building every day, all day if they can but um i
0: the the students that i like felt bad for was like all the football players all the athletes that like missed their senior year being able to play football and stuff like that like like, i felt bad for them because i know how i felt my senior year like at the end of the season when you know football was done i would just imagine how it felt when they say hey we having no season and these seniors are losing opportunities to get scholarships you know the whole nine yards so that's where I kind of like felt bad for you know when it came to like
2: students in high school even in college too yeah and the, the thing you know for high school athletes and different from college like NCAA gave them kids another year you know what I'm saying where they could stay in school and play another year um still on their scholarship or whatever to make up for the year they lost unfortunately high school we can't do that (laughs) you know we can't tell you repeat your senior year so you can play so that was a tough thing too um for especially for their class uh what was was that that was spring sports um because everybody else and That's just how unfair COVID was. Like everybody else got to have their season. Football got to play in 2020. Uh basketball, basketball, got to play. cheers
5: yeah, got it. everybody.
2: But when we yeah, got to, when we got to the, the spring, it was like, damn, y'all the only ones who can't do shit. So yeah, it was really uh unfair. Um, you know, for them, but it it was what it was. It was like we thought it was gonna be two weeks, but the shit turned into the rest of the year. So yeah,
0: yeah, I mean. I mean, that's, I don't know, that, I, I don't even know what I would do. I don't even know what kind of student I would have been right about now. Knowing me, I will be been, and I joined acting a fool on virtual learning, cracking jokes and all that. But, like, I guess we can talk about how the learning is different from our different generations. Since y'all are, like, what, 19, we're, like, 25-plus you know, we're we're old now, so what would be some things that you guys other than virtual learning that you guys experienced during high school or your first year of college?
4: Um, I would say the way that things are taught now is way different. Like I can recall like my aunt helping my little cousin with his homework and her just saying like mm-hmm. I know how to do it, but the way they teach y'all is so different, or the methods that they use is so different. So I think Mm -hmm. the main thing is just, like, the different methods and the curriculum has changed because we have so many, like, I feel like schools now are trying to adapt to more, to different learning styles. More so back in the day, it was just like, we teaching this one way. If you don't get it, then you don't get it. But now it's like so many different programs and strategies and tests and small group sections and all that that you could work on to like basically help all different types of students who learn differently. Yeah,
3: I was
5: about to say there's a lot of, yeah, nowadays you've been seeing all these videos and stuff how like people like getting taught how to add and stuff. It's like, you know, there's so many different ways, but like, I don't know, between that, like different ways to learn like methods and stuff between that and like technology really because now i feel like now everything's like more so relying on technology like everything everybody trying to incorporate technology somehow some way so i think that's like Real the modern. big main difference really
0: i mean i, I kind of would understand that just because the fact that nowadays like 2021 everything is so so advanced, advanced and everything's like with technology so it's like they're pushing more towards you guys getting more uh, education tech with the tech to technical world than we did we when we was in high school we came in when you know social media was just popping or you know certain things were just like being becoming more very very popular so I guess that's probably why.
3: I don't know that I feel like the way they teach kids how to do math like it's very like that's something I'm not looking forward to like when becoming a parent like because I feel like it's so stupid the way they make y'all do math like it's it's simple the way I feel like it's simple the way we were taught how to line up your numbers you know you add boom 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 Now they want you to like draw little blocks and do this and do that just to add up some numbers. Like, I feel like that whole process takes longer than the way we were taught. So I'm not, I feel like that's going to be a learning curve for me eventually. I'm not looking forward to that. I'm probably still going to teach my child the way I learned it. And I feel like the teachers is just going to have to adapt to that because that's a lot.
0: I mean, shit, two plus
3: two is four. No matter how you add it, it's four. I don't know if, like, DC and, like, PG, I don't know if the curriculum is different. I'm pretty sure it's somewhat the same. But, like, the way they make them add things or, like, draw things out just to add, like, simple numbers is ridiculous to me.
2: I'll say... Because I'm not, and I tell people all the time, I'm not a, a teacher by trade. Like I don't, I don't study this shit. I didn't go to school for this shit. Like I don't get into the all technicalities of it. Um, but in being in the field, like it happened uh, when did the change happen? I was in middle school, not in middle school, I was teaching in middle school when it happened. Um, but ultimately what they're what they're trying to do is they're trying to make children more more self-taught. And be able to think through the process in whatever way works for them differently. The, the issue, however, is that they fucking parents don't raise them that way. You know what I'm saying? So like critical thinking is like the worst skill that this generation has, if you if you ask me. Um so in that in that new way of trying to be inclusive and trying to make them, you know, kind of take their own direction, um, it doesn't translate well because. They're not really taught that skill at home. You know what I'm saying? Like they, what you're not, what you're saying is not what I'm saying. So like, you're still going to teach your child critical thinking skills. Like if you don't know something, how do you figure it out? Boom, you know, you work through the process and you figure out the answer. These kids is just like, I don't know how to do that. Can you tell me how to do it? I don't know how to do it. And then, and then you just end up with nothing. So the difference too with, with us, I feel like they taught us a way and it was easy to follow. So it was like, Look, she told me how to do this, I can replicate it and I'm going to get and I'm going to be good. These kids don't want to they don't want to explore enough because I think the negative effects of technology is that everything's so available to them. Um mm-hmm. to where they don't have to learn. You know like that virtual learning shit when we first started even this year. Niggas was cheating like a motherfucker like and they would tell you yeah, I just found the answers online. Like, I ain't really do nothing. So when it comes time to have to put it into a skill and show me your work or show me how you, or explain how you did it, they can't do it. And that's that's where, you know, they're falling off at. So
5: mm-hmm.
2: uh, I I can't remember the year that it happened, but I had told my kids then, like, this is not for you. Like, they were, my middle school kids, I'm like, this is not for you. It's probably, like, Kai and they were probably in middle school at that time. Obviously, I didn't know them then. But I was telling them that, the the people or the people, the powers that be were changing the way they wanted education to go, but they were doing it when people had already, children had already been groomed under a certain concept. So when you change that framework and then want them to excel, it's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So if you're in eighth grade and all of a sudden they tell you the way you've been learning is wrong and they want you to learn another way, you're not about to embrace that for the most part. So um, that's kind of, that's kind of what I think, I know for me, where I'm seeing that, that switch where these kids are lacking critical thinking they're lacking a certain you know element of education, I, I guess, because th- this is the effect of them being a part of that switch in the framework of how education is supposed to work and they it wasn't for them. So, you know, the, their little brothers and sisters are probably gonna be very well versed at it, but they just, they're, they're struggling through it at this time. So,
4: But you wanna know who else I think is gonna struggle a lot too? like the kids that are in like preschool and kindergarten and first grade and stuff like the elementary age group I feel like they're going to struggle adjusting back to regular school because for one like your preschool like me and Tamara, we were in education so you know we worked in a daycare we studied you know early childhood so it's like those are the vital times where they're learning how to connect with other people how to deal with you know sharing and stuff like People don't think that preschool is important, but that that time is vital for them because that's where they're learning to be social. That's their social interaction. So it's like now these kids are going to be coming out into real school, like, whoa, who's <laughs> this? Because <laughs> it's about to be a whole new ball game for them. Especially those who like be at home, it's just them and their mom, or you know, it's just them and their siblings. Like they about to be introduced to different temperaments and everything, like a new schedule and all that.
0: I don't know things just completely different from me like I, like I was i was that student where you know well you know i'm just, different oh, hold on, wait. just know
3: <laughs> just know that i will be the one sitting there doing all of the homework and stuff because he's just
0: yeah i, I see i was an athlete i was like hey. 2.7, 2.5, 2.8, you good to go. That's all I knew. Like, just go to class, get a C, get a B, you good. That's that's all I knew. I was like, go play football. That's all you got to do. But now I'm older now. I was like, damn, like, maybe I should have took a little bit more serious at in, in school. Things maybe you know, went a little bit different. But where I'm at now is not bad.
2: Nah, school definitely different. Like, I mean, high school, like, obviously high, high 2020. But high school was easy as shit. Like, looking back at it, you know, and this is... So the next piece what I want to get to, too, and maybe, you know, everybody can kind of share in, in their opinion of it. I feel like a big part of the reason why high school or school overall is so different as well is because we didn't have to deal with, outwardly deal with everything that these guys have to deal with on a social level um that can complicate your ability to focus and all that type of stuff so like they and care y'all can speak to it too what do you think is the biggest difference on that regard that maybe we didn't really have to deal with as much that Kai and Amari probably do have to deal with or did have to deal with um you know just the, like the social stuff that impacts growing up um that we might not have been exposed to as early as they was
3: so i feel like um i don't think social media was as big like i felt like we had um at that time did we have i think we had Insta- yeah we had no, instagram so in Insta- 2011 i feel like i did Instagram's- but it just wasn't like as it is now I feel like when I walk into high schools now, I see like, it looks like a fashion show. Like, I don't know, just the way girls look and guys, they look like adults in high school. Um, I think, yeah, it's like a fashion show. So I feel like it's a lot of like distractions. um, a, A lot of like, Influence from like social media, that kind of, I guess, would create a distraction in school or some. um I don't know. I have to think some more about other things, but I'm. Um, I mean, I
0: can, I can, you know, piggyback off of that because, like, Instagram started popping like in 2008. That's like I think that's one like when originally. What was it before then?
2: no i'm saying because i was already on my way out the door
0: yeah you, you hear me though so like we like when when that popped up it was like basic like basic stuff like people taking pictures of themselves actually you know their your food like we started off like the, the lower level with this but right. now it's like you know like when we was in high school we was more worried about you know the latest shoes, what right. you shoes you got on, you know, you know, fitted caps, you know, like the basic stuff. But like now it's like, you know, like they said, you know, everybody looking so old now. It's like we we grew up it was like wasn't everybody wasn't trying to wear, you know, lashes. You know, it wasn't no tracks, no weave and stuff <laughs> like that. It was like natural hair, you know, you got your hair dyed. You know, tattoos was, like, kind of big when we was in school. Um, Those are things, but, like, now it's, like, open season, bro. <laughs>
2: huh?
4: Tattoos are popular. That's top open tier. Now. Freshman yeah. got
2: tattoos these days.
4: Yeah, I am about to say, people getting tattoos at 14, 15. Right. But, Which is completely different. I feel like
3: it was, like, very few when I was in high school, I feel like it was, like, maybe, like, a handful of people that, like, you receive see with tattoos. And you're like, damn, your mom let you get a tattoo. Oh, your parents right. you get tatted. Now, <sighs> it's like, shit, you 14. Y'all, like, y'all got more tattoos than me. It
0: was like, we had to wait until we, like, 16, 17, 18 to get tattoos. And it's like, now, like, as like you said, y'all 14, 15 years old, tatted, pierced up, you know.
2: And y'all not far behind me as far as you know graduating, but like coming in the high school, if a nigga had a tat, like back then, you thought he was in the streets type shit.
5: Like
2: <laughs> Especially at going Park, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like no, this was everyday type shit. It was like if a nigga got a tat, he either in the in the streets or he old as fuck. Like he nineteen twenty in this bitch. Like it wasn't a common thing like it wasn't you don't walk them down the hall like sizing up niggas tats today you know what i'm saying like it's sl- whole sleeves <laughs> all, all types yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you see
4: somebody without tats that's rare
0: yeah you'd be like bro <laughs> and then and, and then it's like i guess i'm a, i'm gonna say like music has really like driven young the younger generation to like a point where everybody's like being fake not themselves you know they trying to mm-hmm. you know put on this persona like oh i'm you know i listen to nba young boy i'm acting like nba young boy like nah bro you used to get beat up last year now you're acting like you're tough like that's what we get in now. like when we was in school it was like we was listening to go-go Everybody was vibing off of Lil Wayne. You know, we, everybody, it wasn't about, you know, the whole trying to be, you know, tough and stuff like that. I mean, you had, you know, you had people like that, but it wasn't as big as it is now. Like, people growing up in- When
2: we were in school.
0: Right. Like, people growing up in, like, half a million dollar homes, talking about they get it out of the mud. No, you don't. Oh, yeah. bruh literally that's every your parents got wrong I was like stop thinking like
2: So, both of your parents <laughs> live there like what the fuck <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's every that's every young man in Waldorf just about Wardork. every young man in Waldorf they, all they care about is smoking banning females faces trying to be rappers or getting a gun that's it That's all they care Mm -hmm. about, and they be coming from single family homes. I mean, parents as doctors, lawyers, dentists, Mm. all that. They got two (sighs) dogs, full backyard. They taking trips to Hawaii. I'm telling you, and they (laughs) and they big struggling on Instagram. Like it's not,
5: yeah. But I just think because of social media now, like how like big social media is, everybody's trying to like fit in like they try to impress other people but it don't even be cute though yeah yeah it just,
2: the I females mean, go ahead kai
4: nah the females be like it too though like Mike could tell you like every girl down here and stuff i'm not gonna say every girl but most girls like now they be they want a hood nigga they want a nigga in the streets they want that, or they like the idea of it I guess like it's the females be getting out of hand like oh I've heard females say like I want to be ratchet like I want to be ghetto, and it's like you got people who are this way because they don't have a choice they want better for themselves but they they can't get better and then you got yourself and you're living like how how you are but you're wanting to struggle it's like I'm
2: confused it's the cloud clout wasn't a thing when we was in school because social media wasn't as prevalent. And like you, you know, like Kevin said, like we was the new the new age of it. So niggas was literally posting like they lunch or you know what I'm saying, like pictures <laughs> of the shoes they just bought. It was that type shit where it wasn't really mimicking things that you saw. You know what I'm saying? It was more so like this is what they said social media is supposed to be for, so that's what we're gonna use it for. Now, especially out here, in in charles county they children are mimicking what they see because that's what is popular on social media so they mimic you know niggas that talk about fucking bitches shooting guns robbing, is doing that but you're not really living that life so same thing with a with a female or woman a young woman saying she want a hood nigga she want this she want that but that's what you see and you think is cute but until that nigga come home and smack the shit out you you don't really want to hurt you know what I'm saying? Oh, you know, like, people, children, under that influence of in, of social media, lose lose track of you know. Maybe never even. Maybe we're never even taught like what they really should be aspiring to do. um And if they were, they lose track of it because it's the easier way to make money in that in that regard. If you could, you know, what I'm saying, make money off social media. Like you got the whole YouTube. um, thing, you know what I'm saying, oh, everybody's a YouTuber and everybody want to make videos and that's the way you think you make money, but it's a lot of people who are on YouTube that don't get paid off that shit. So I just think it's a false uh, narrative of like what success is in this generation that, you know, a lot of kids don't want to put in the work to be successful. They want to come overnight because they pretty or they you know, they could mimic somebody or, or do some shit like that, but
5: mm-hmm. I think
2: that's the downfall for the most part for I think the generational difference like i don't you know i don't look at too many people my age or in my in my age range and feel like they're trying to portray something that they're not you know what i'm saying i i I don't think that was a thing for us as much i know obviously there's gonna be some but for i don't think as much it was a thing for us back then
5: i do feel like our generation though now is like we're really like lazy for real like we want everything like fast like we want like with school, money, whatever, like everything, we want quick. So I think that's like a pro, like one of the problems in our generation.
0: I mean, for you to say that, like, my thing is like, who, like, what can y'all do to try to reverse that or to change that for the next generation coming up? My that's like that's something that we we talk about a lot sometimes on the, on the podcast about the generation behind us and how they're carrying themselves how they're like you said lazy and stuff like that they don't want to do nothing Y'all want everything fast I think you know everything supposed to happen and a snap of the finger like nah you gotta go out there and grind and do what you gotta do so that's my question to you guys what what do y'all think that y'all can do for your generation to turn things around and make things better
4: I feel like for me I think that it would be very difficult to kind of change the narrative of how our generation is because I look at how convenient stuff is now for us like you got DoorDash, Instacart, like we don't got you got Amazon Fresh and that's just for groceries like or even our mobile orders, pick up orders like how quick and fast and convenient services are I feel like it's going to be very difficult to change the future generation because everything is basically handed to us in a lot of ways.
0: Wow. Yeah. So basically y'all like y'all y'all been uh, what's that spoon fed. <laughs> yeah basically if
4: yeah. think about yeah. It, yeah. our parents is the ones who really struggle to like get where they are or to get that good government job or, you know. To get to mm-hmm. their career, they they the ones who had to struggle, had to kind of find things. And they did that because they had children who they got to make it happen for, like, by any means. So it's kind of like, well, our parents struggle. Now they're teaching us. And if you got a good child who listen or they actually keen into what you're talking about, then they're going to do well. They're going to excel.
5: Yeah. And I was looking like, like, even with me and Kai, like our moms and stuff, like they not, we like they'll like, you know, like teach us along the way and everything, but they gonna make us do what we have to do. Like nothing's gonna come easy to us. Like we they gonna make us apply to all these jobs, internships, like we gotta do they what we gotta straight. do. They're so. Yeah.
2: Mimicking what Kai just said, I had a conversation with a parent before. And we were talking about, I don't remember the whole spectrum of, it. but ultimately he was like, yeah, these kids fucked up because of us. And another parent was like, what you mean? He was like, like I said, he was like, we struggled, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what we had to go through. And we saw our parents struggle. So we made a decision that we didn't want to put our kids through that. So, you know, we struggled to get whatever it is that we had to get. And then we didn't expose our kids to the struggle. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we struggled through it, made a better way. And we just give them, you know, the fruits of our labor, but we never exposed them to the process of how we got it or the struggle of what we went to and why, why we were motivated to get it. So a lot of children, unfortunately, their parents are trying to protect them from what they had to go through and never expose them to it. And then you grow up with kids who are entitled kids who are lazy um, and don't want to work for nothing because they never had to. And they take for granted, you know, the opportunity that uh, their parents put in front of them. Like I just had the conversation at practice with my AAU team, um you know even like something as simple as that like you know we travel for AAU up and down the road different states and everything like that um and I was like do y'all know why a lot of kids really look forward to travel basketball when I was coming up and they obviously didn't know and I was like that was the only time niggas could get out you know what I'm saying like your mother couldn't take you on these trips and all that like you couldn't afford the vacation like what's a vacation to a struggling parent so you know AAU basketball was a way for, and Kevin could, you know, speak to it too, as an athlete, with an athlete mindset, like niggas wasn't going to school to learn, niggas was going to school to hoop. um and to so, find AAU, Right, so you was like, bet, I'm gonna go hoop, we can go travel. And it wasn't though, yeah, my mom and dad flying with me, it was like, mom had to work three nights in a row and not pay the light bill for me to go on this trip. So I was like, but y'all don't, y'all don't know that struggle. You know what I'm saying? Because your parents just are able to provide, which is a beautiful thing. Like, don't get me wrong, but along the way, it's it's a it's a crippling effect because, like Kai said, we have reached the point where someone of the generation could say, "I don't know how we can improve it" because it's it's gotten so bad. Like, that's just how bad it's gotten with the lack of exposure to to the real shit. You know what I'm saying?
0: I mean, I think since like you said that it's gonna be. I guess it's gonna have to take a lot of kids in the, gen, in the generation now to fail to understand like, shit, I should have listened to mom and dad, or I should have been, I should have took school serious, or I should have did X, Y, and Z. I shouldn't have been out here in these streets, you know, that's bullshitting. I think that's what's gonna take. I mean, a lot of people in our generation, went through that or still going through that. So it's like, honestly, it's a revolving door. Um, How you guys say that, you know, your parents struggled. I think it's more like we're trying to keep up with white people, how white parents like, hey, I want my kids to have the best. And if you notice, a lot of white kids are lazy. You know, they're entitled. They feel as though they deserve everything. But at the end of it, they parents find some way to shelter them so that they can thrive somehow, some way down the line. I ain't saying every white person, but <clears throat> if you look at a lot of the white kids that may be like, oh, they ain't do shit in school, and now they at some type top Ivy League school doing something crazy, you know what I mean? So,
2: Kyle I, like I said, that we talked all the time when we were in school Now that they're out, like um, a big issue that I have and and they know it because I said it in school one time, um, or kind of, I guess how we reverse action, right? So like Kevin, it's going to take us to do it, but we're going to need them to change it because if we take it from what Kai said, this generation or the next generation is lost, right? And it's going to take them to go through their own struggles to figure out who they are and what they could do to, to, to create change in that time so how do we protect the next generation which will be our babies whenever we have them right so it will be them learning enough from their struggle to be able to implement that into the next because like when i have kids they already know like i'm gonna be harsh um because certain shit that again they were in high school and they, you know i'm pretty sure they'll be different as they got older certain shit that i saw them doing high school, I was just like, yeah, y'all couldn't watch my daughter. Like, it's not gonna happen. Um, But I I just feel like ultimately it'll come down to that where, you know what I'm saying? Where this next generation or or the generation that we're speaking of kind of improve or go through life struggles and realize like what was important or what matters. um, And then can be able to take that to teach the next because it's it's, 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 it's not over for them overall. And it's not everybody, obviously. Um, but like she said, it's going to take a lot of change in the mentality. And I think to kind of tie it back to COVID a little bit, um, at least in the beginning of it, what I what I felt was being kind of reinforced in the world was what was important. Um, because you got stripped of every all your liberties, you know what I'm saying? So, like there was no going out, there was no, you know, hanging out and doing all this, all that. It kind of put us back, I don't know for me at least, it put us back in the in the mindset of what was important. So, you know, spending time with family, uh, building your wealth, um, you know what I'm saying? Because people struggle financially, and then now everybody like, oh, I don't want to go through that again. So um, you know, I feel like if, if students or children can learn from um, you know, whatever it is they got to go through in the next five, 10 years or whatever then we might we might have a shot to change the course of of time or what we need to have happen, but um, it's gonna take people like Kai and Mari who could look at it and be a part of it and realize like this ain't the way. you know what I'm saying? a lot of kids get lost in it and, and it takes kids to be able to realize that it's more to life than what we think and try to influence their peers to to join our wave as well. but um to, to wrap us off to. Uh, You know, everything's opening back up, and Kev mentioned it earlier. Um, How do y'all feel about re-entering the world um, now that, according to a lot of places and Governor Hogan, on July 1st, COVID is over?
0: Mm -hmm. Open it up, dog. COVID is
5: over, July 1st. Yes,
0: sir. The streets might get crazy. I feel
4: like they're going. A lot of things going to change, and they're going to want people to have a vaccine in order to do a lot, like especially going on campus and stuff like that. I feel like they're going to make it mandatory very soon. Uh, like I'm going to be. They did for
3: Maryland schools.
4: Yeah, they did. They yeah, the vaccine. You have to have the vaccine
5: Jeez. to go back on campus.
0: That's up? I mean, I'm fully
5: yeah. vaccinated.
2: <laughs> I did not want the vaccine. I mean... That's I'm
5: what I'm too. saying. I don't want to get it. I'm just
2: scared. So, hold on. So, are y'all going to now get it because y'all want to go back on campus?
5: Well, I'm already fully vaccinated, but I didn't want to get it. But see, Mari's already paid my money. Room.
4: Yeah. my different because she's about to be staying on campus. Yeah. I'm going to be commuting. So, it's like... Mm-hmm. Can y'all just let me slide for my class? Like, yeah. <laughs> but they put that out
5: afterwards, like after the money put out. Yeah, or like they stay on campus. I already they paid my money for the apartment. So yeah, so like it's too late to even change my mind. Like I had to get the vaccine.
0: Mm. I mean, I can honestly like with the schools making it mandatory, I can understand that. But like everywhere else it's gonna be like you can't tell people they got to get vaccinated to do something you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's, it's just like any other vaccine like you can't make the, uh, the mederma and the pfizer a mandatory vaccine like no the flu shot not even mandatory so like what are you saying so everything for like schools and like hospitals and stuff like that. I think they're going to be mandatory, but everywhere else is going to be goddamn wild, wild west. Ain't no way.
5: Ain't nothing
2: mandatory over here. It's like, it,
5: it
0: was like, it was like at first I wasn't, I wasn't going to get it immediately. I was going to wait, but the opportunity presented itself for me to get it early. So I was like, you know, me and the wife was like, I was like, all right, I guess we'll get it. But I'm not getting it again, though.
5: <laughs> One shot.
2: <laughs> so. More power to y'all. I love and respect y'all, but it ain't going to my arm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, listen, I look at it like this, man. If like, like I, I'm not worried about this shot because at the same time, we've been consuming all kinds of things throughout our lives. You don't know what we put in our body. You know what I mean? Like, I was deployed to a whole different country. I don't know what kind of air I was inhaling. I don't know what's wrong with me, for real. So it was like, you know, this is the way I'm going to go out. Then, you know, my wife got a nice insurance policy, you know? So
2: (laughs) it is what it is. I respect the approach. (laughs) (laughs) But it ain't going in my arms.
4: Yeah, because now they want they were talking about mm-hmm. doing booster shots and then yearly shots, like what yeah, I didn't say this in the beginning. Yeah, no.
2: And that was my thing, and it's still my thing. Cause even now they said it's another variant, like right? so it's gonna always be an evolution because we don't fucking know how this thing is going to transform, progress, die off. We don't, we just don't know. So you know what I'm saying? And I get it where something had to be done, and I can admit that something had to be done to at the very least minimize the effects that we we saw initially, because we were losing people at a just crazy rate. Um, but at the same time, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, a, it's a personal personal preference. And the thing, and I, I tell people all the time, the one thing that I kind of hesitate about it for me personally is because a lot of what I hear, Mari just said it and I understand it. So don't nobody take me out of context. Um, a lot of the reason why people say they get it is for other people. You know what I'm saying? I, I have to get it because for me to go to class and sit amongst my classmates, like I gotta get it. Or like teachers said, Oh, because I'm a teacher and I'm around all these kids, I gotta get it. But it and I had a teacher say, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have got it. So for me personally, mm-hmm. I don't care what I do what you know what I'm saying, who I'm around or whatever. Like if if I'm not getting it because I, I think it helps me stay safe, myself personally, then I, I just I'm just not gonna do it. So you know, even on July 1st when motherfuckers run out here like it never existed, I'ma still be the one walking around with my mask on, like sure am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know people who are who <laughs> are vaccinated gonna do the same thing. But, you know, it, that's just my, that's just always been my perspective. So I ain't never told nobody like, no, nah, you, you, you know, don't get it. You guys done. Like everybody got a right to make their own decision and how they feel. But for me personally, it ain't happening. So I will say for people in that position, life will be a little tougher for us because um, people are going to protect their businesses. They're going to protect their industries or whatever it is because they feel like, you know, most people are, are should and are vaccinated. So, um, like even my brother was saying, um, for college athletes <clears throat> that are not vaccinated, they have to get tested twice a week. Um, before they can participate in sports and everything like that, while vaccinated players don't have to get tested no more. So, you know, it's a lot of different components that you still have to go through. But at the end of the day, you got to determine which one you want to rather go with. If you want to get the shot to avoid that, then so be it. But if you can put up with it, then you can put up with it. So, you know, even me going back to school, like, I don't know what they're going to say for teachers who aren't vaccinated because a lot of people, a lot of teachers got it. But I'm like, y'all can keep asking me all you want. It ain't happening. So you either go on and leave me alone or... Tell me something else got to happen with me. But until that happens, we we, you know, we can keep it. We can keep it. Mm-hmm. free.
4: I think they, they're they going to start to be a little more lenient because I know now, like, even they say, if you're fully vaccinated, then you can come into a store or an establishment without a mask. But it's like, how do y'all know people vaccinated? Like, people just walk right. around a store. And some people come in with their masks off. And then when they see other people have theirs off, they take theirs off. Like, I'm pretty sure all these people are not vaccinated and everybody's kind of just like walking around freely. Whereas a few months ago, it was a whole different ball game and like the death race was in a peak and the economy was all over the place. So, but it's like now everybody's feeling more comfortable since we had a vaccine. Yeah, I
5: don't
4: think, honestly...
5: Are oh, you good? Uh, uh, I don't think by like, by everybody just taking their mask off or whatever, walking off freely, all of a sudden it's just going, I feel like it's going to be like a constant like move. Like we're going to keep going back on restrictions. We're going to keep going back on quarantine because it's not fully gone. Like people still got it. People still walk around with it. So I don't think it's going to help really vaccinate or not.
0: Well, I'm glad you said that because at the same time you gotta think about it. we one thing we're not going back on restriction. We're not going back on lockdowns. Like if that if, if that was to happen again, the United States would go to shit. People will actually really go crazy, and stuff will really start happening. So that's not going to happen. Um, this whole coronavirus is about to be a slippery slope. They're not gonna know how to mandate masks anymore. They ain't gonna be able to tell people nothing. So. Once after July 1st hit, just imagine that coronavirus is going to go away because people are just going to, like, just open up and just do their own thing.
2: So the unfortunate part, like you said, you can't go back because then they will have to admit that they was wrong. Like, you can't promote this vaccine and, and advertise it the way it's been advertised to then have it not work and then be like, yeah, we gotta go back on restrictions. That's not like, people will legit go crazy. And then you'll have people who like Mari, for example, like in that situation who got it because a situation came up to where like you told me, you know, st- state of Maryland, all schools, they gotta be vaccinated to return after I paid my check. So I got the vaccine and now you're saying I gotta go back home. Like that's not that's not a thing. Like that's not how it's supposed to go. So. It, Ultimately, I think things will improve. It's just a matter of, it's going to take time. Like, and, and I, and I, what I would prefer in the advertising world is for them, I want to hear more of that. Like, yes, we recommend, you know, people get vaccinated or whatever, but we understand it's going to take time, but you don't hear a lot of that. Like, it's just a lot of like, oh, I miss kissing my babies on the forehead, my grandbabies, and I want to cook them dinner, and I can't because they don't got the vaccine. It's like, well, sorry, no dinner for them. Like, I don't, I don't know what to Um but that's just the way it's going. So I, I do wish everybody safety as the summer opens up. You know what I'm saying, and and people get to, you know, going out and living their lives again. Um, just got to take calculated risks. That's that's what I call them, calculated risks. So, um, yeah, but yeah, no vaccine for me. Kaya, stay stay away from it as long as you can. <laughs>
4: I'm trying bro. I'm
2: really trying <laughs> but ultimately um I want to thank y'all again you know my Lunch Bunch crew who I love so near and dear to my heart um for joining and, and sharing that perspective I think it was good to have to hear from y'all you know what I'm saying like we 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 hypothesize a lot about like the younger generation, but to hear y'all speak y'all truths and, and how y'all feel about things really gives a different perspective, so we appreciate you sharing that with us as we open season five uh, of the podcast. Man, thank y'all for no having problem. me. No problem. Thank you I feel y'all.
4: like
5: a star. <laughs> 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 Because you know be I be listening into the podcast.
2: Yeah, Kaya, <laughs> Kaya, do be listening? Mari, I don't know too much about, but I know Kaya be checking it out.
4: Definitely do.
0: Well, we appreciate you, you know, checking us out. You always welcome back if you want to pop in here and there on an episode.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, we talk about more ratchet shit. I know y'all want to talk about more ratchet shit. <laughs> yeah.
5: You know Mari likes the tea. Oh,
2: Lord. Yeah. <laughs> but thank y'all. Um, so, yes, yeah, study the greats kevin lamar and his day we appreciate y'all and we back so tune in again every friday every other friday i'm sorry uh super good podcast super good good. drums please